0: hey guys we are back sorry for the delay um we're on the road if you hear a little noise uh, i jumped in with jake we were just leaving the gym state what's the i don't know the gym state nRL match yeah. nRL match uh nate and seth put it on did a great job had this kind of the switchiest wins i've shot in a long time but the course of fire <laughs> was great they did an awesome job it was a little painful today but it was a lot of fun and of course fire was wonderful they did a really good job so jumped in with him we were on the road for about an hour and a half and then i jumped back in with brian pence and i got to drive all the way home tonight so i can work tomorrow so anyway long time no see and uh it's good to talk to you on the podcast heck yeah man <laughs>
1: so we we got a ton of of comments and a ton of topics um we're going to roll through with some today and we're going to talk a little bit about some of the comments and, and topics and we might even go in a little bit of trace. Uh, I know Alan Ernst asked uh, to kind of uh, elaborate on trace and how important it is seeing it, not seeing it. Um, mm-hmm. what does it really equate to in terms of points in a typical match? And this was actually a pretty good opportunity, uh, to, to practice it. I saw a lot of trace yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we'll talk a little bit about that today and then obviously yep. we have some other comedic topics about hiding about <laughs> buying buying items uh without the significant other catching too much wind of it <laughs> or, some,
0: we had some questions online that were funny. yeah <laughs> oh, that's funny no we appreciate uh, appreciate your guys's messages i know we've been it's been over a month and you guys reaching out and saying that you miss us and uh I, it's like i've said before it's weird when we just sit here and talk but getting comments at at matches and messages from you guys means a lot so we appreciate the encouragement to uh figure out how to record these things and um we just we've both been busy everyone's busy no excuse but we (laughs) we, anyway behind the behind schedule so i see this is my first two-day nrl prs match of the year um we shot. We shot the team match a couple weeks ago. Um, we did, and then I went down to California and RO'd the Interl Hunter match that Dan and uh, J- uh, Dan Burkini and Jake put on. And um, I ended up, with, like, on the last minute, shot that course of fire on Friday. Shot the whole thing in a day, um, so that was kind of fun. Kind of my introduction to the Interl Hunter thing. So we can talk about, kind of, run through. Um, a bunch of matches I, I wasn't sure what you guys thought about match recaps because we've done a bunch of those and i had a couple guys in my squad today because we just finished up shooting and uh nick said he goes man i some of my favorite podcasts are the match recaps i was like all right well thanks for the info somebody likes them so we'll, that's awesome yeah we'll talk through the matches and um go through that so um do you want to let's i mean the team match was the first one yeah, so
1: let's talk a little bit team match let's, we had uh the uh, rifleman's team challenge cold bore match put on by gentry thorpe and uh john um hopman yep. and i i liked it i really like how they're switching it up a little bit gentry kind of took the reins this year and did some unique stuff we we obviously we liked it so take everything with a grain of salt because we won um <laughs> and so typically the winners like matches that's that's yep. how that goes but you know, thinking back on it, we've shot enough matches, uh, both individually and team, to really get a grasp on what, uh, you know, some different stuff and not just doing the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. And this match here, this weekend at Gem State, they did a lot of stuff that's just different. You don't see it in different parts of the country. You don't see it at different matches. Yep. And so it keeps stuff fresh. It keeps stuff real. It keeps stuff exciting. Um, uh, this particular RTC match, uh, I-, I felt like, I felt like our communication was absolutely on point. Um, Mm -hmm. And we've gotten, every time we shoot together, we've gotten better and better and better at literally walking each other through and coaching each other through, you know, each person shooting. And so, for Mm -hmm. example, I'm shooting and, uh, you know, John is right on my ear. Okay, now we're dialing for target two, Uh, you know, maybe a small description on what target two looks like. Um, Maybe we talk about wind, uh, what he was, what I, you know, what I am. Uh, We very Mm -hmm. well could be in glass, but all that stuff, all the communication really helps. And the more communication you have, um, you know, just the better you're going to do. Obviously you don't want to over communicate uh, because it might get into somebody's heads, but you know, for the, for the most part, you want to, you just want to do your stuff. So there's no mental mistakes. You're checking all the mental mistake boxes off not not dialing is a mental mistake shooting the wrong target is a mental mistake um not having your bipod height high enough is a mental mistake Mm -hmm. those little things that the partner can kind of
0: kind of roll to the other person it it really does make a big difference yeah i feel like it takes a few matches to get uh we've done you know that was our third fourth one uh, team match together it takes a few to kind of get in the rhythm of of what the other person needs to hear or obviously we're still shooting our match calibers, our smaller calibers, so we're still seeing our own stuff. But we both know when there's stages that are harder to spot misses. There's stages when, okay, hey, don't stay in your gun on this one. Jump straight behind me in the spotter, even if it's gonna take you longer to come back to your gun. Because yep. this first stage target's maybe potentially skylined and I need you to see trace if I miss trace on That's the gun. Right. And so there was times when we jumped back on a spotter, a set of binos behind the shooter. Um, and it does take a few matches to get going, but I do – it is a fun, fun – it's such a different feel for me personally because all I've done is just pure SNRL. I haven't shot, shot uh, competition dynamics. I haven't done any really ELR stuff for a while. I'm just, just doing the two-day. And obviously you can't coach on the clock. There's none of that. So that you, all those limitations are gone. You're working together. You're handing each other's bags. You're adjusting tripods for the other guy while he's on the gun. Um, coaching, you're just—it's—it's it's a really fun, laid-back way to shoot. So, mm-hmm. if you guys have a team match around, it, it is fun to go to. You learn a lot different skill um, as far as the communication aspect of it. That's and I right. think we're getting better and better at it. I think the first we did, the first few, I think there's definitely we had a lot to desire. Where it's like. Well, why didn't you say something? Well, I, was like, I thought you saw something. Like, we just assumed we each doing our own thing. We just kind of we ran an, we ran, we shot good, but we still ran it kind of as individuals mm-hmm. shooting together, not as a team shooting. Um, so I think it's getting it is a lot of fun and it's, yeah. and it's getting better. I, and we still won those, so we were obviously we each shot really well.
1: Sniper side cup we, yeah. last year we shot really well. We we uh, we won by you know multiple shots or maybe a yeah. full stage or something. Um, but Thanks he, to the
0: pistol, on your yeah. part. <laughs> I shot pistol pretty well. I dropped a pistol target at this match, should I should have never lived it down So I just got to say it now before Jake brings it <laughs> no up. I was going to bring it up. Yeah, know. so I'm going to get some it of off us my can back. shoot
1: pistol. Some of us okay. can't. It's
0: okay. I can shoot pistol fast. I just can't shoot it slow and accurate. <laughs> so, okay. All so right. we're we're at, we're at a stage, and it's
1: our first <laughs> pistol stage, and we have. I say, John, you want me to shoot? You want to shoot? He's like, I, I got this. No problem. Okay. <laughs> don't you dare miss a target slow down and john is uber accurate (laughs) if he slows down but he loves just his personality is just motor 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 all the time fast
0: it's just fast fast fast
1: (laughs) well in some pistol competitions it doesn't matter if you miss because it's it's all based off of hits
0: yeah it's like time
1: plus or whatever it is so but this, you get one shot, you hit
0: the target. Yep. One anyway, point. And so a point is it's a point. Like a point. You know, hitting a thousand yard rifle target the same as hitting a seven yard pistol target. So
1: relax. And <laughs> yeah. obviously, you know, John has a great <laughs> pistol, so it's super capable. Yep. Just pull a good trigger. Yep. That was fun. I mean, just that a fun, fun overall match. Fun, um, you know, fun. If you haven't shot a, a two man uh, team match, or a two-person team match, I do recommend it. I think it's going to make you a little bit better shooter because it allows you to also um, communicate as well and mm-hmm. learn how to communicate with somebody else, learn how to, yep. uh, you know, shoot alongside and, and talk to them in, in their own shooting language. Uh, I mean, we, we have a good time with it. We have a couple more this year. Hopefully we can we can squeeze in uh, a couple more matches and, yep. and just have a good time with it.
0: Yep. So a couple, anything. I had a couple things that jumped out to me that we hadn't done. One of them was the tandem firing thing. Man, it was crazy. So what they had us do, which is, it's people. Some people didn't like it. We didn't do great on it. We didn't do bad. I thought we did as good as we could have for never shooting it before. Yeah. But he had this kind of these two, you know, T posts pounded the ground with a T post tied or zip tied between them, about a kneeling height. Uh, no tripods allowed. Just throw a bag up there. I think you could have a bag maybe two bags or something so you're you literally have a game changer resting on t-post and you both have to be on the t-post at the same time you both have to shoot at the exact same time at a target so if one guy breaks early the recoil is going to make your partner miss and you know vice versa and if you shoot and one shoots and then you wait a second the other shot doesn't count i mean they've got to be like as tandem as you can possibly do it and the targets were not big they were what were they sharks at like well, well, that was force? one of
1: them, but the other one was a spinner, which was a 10 inch oh, at uh, yeah. 650 yards.
0: Yeah, and then we had to shoot, <laughs> and it was blowing, and then we had to shoot the top target, which was six. That was a six inch, So yep. one MOA top of a spinner, and we're shooting tandem. So we, we, we would do that three, two, one, boom. And so you're counting, one guy's counting. And then you, you you break on zero. And that was kind of different. We haven't done That's novelty. Some guys hated it. But I was like, hey, it's hard for everybody. It no- was different. Nobody burned it down. Yep. But it was something kind of unique. Um, so that was something that kind of stuck out to me. Yep. But um, we shot. It was fun mixing pistol in. I always like shooting pistol. I wish we could do that more in rifle. I understand the, the logistics and the difficulty of it sometimes. Um, safety, maybe. Safety is pretty easy to keep bolt guns safe. It's a lot harder to keep you know pistol safe with the amount of ROs we run so um that was a lot of fun it was fun to get out it was my first match of the year we had good weather uh it was a drive-to match which was nice um uh, I don't know anything else on that one no I mean I I really enjoyed it as well I thought it was a
1: a fun time and and uh for us it was just about kind of getting our feet wet again that was our first match since the finale for months and so yeah and I haven't were, shot it
0: gone I've been like, you know, we're, the house is finally underway. We're cruising. But, yeah, it was fun to get it's looking good too. Get back in the saddle. So we did um, a shout-out to the guy. I can't remember their names. But we were squatted with some some guys that, like, three or four days before got assigned their – I'm not sure how the military works, but they got assigned to come shoot the match kind of for uh, for training mm-hmm. uh, for military. So a couple stages in, they were getting beat up pretty bad. Their equipment was not – I mean, it was some real lightweight 308s or some – I think it was one that was shooting stuff, at two seventy you know? or out six or, anyway, so just some different, you know, not our normal br based stuff. And so, they were getting beat up, but they were super cool. They were asking a lot of questions, um, really good guys. And on the last when the match ended, I had some extra rounds, so I said, "Hey guys," so another guy and myself, we gave them our guns to finish the stage, and we we were a lot, We kind of coached them on the clock. They were getting. Probably in last place, but they they shot great. They burned it down. They were making good hits. And anyway, so it was, it was cool to see guys out there um, that are you know in the military that were they were and they knew they're like wow this is awesome and they knew how much better they could get by just a little bit of training like oh that bag and this gear and being able how the importance of spotting shots and it, they were really cool really good attitude made for a fun weekend too to yeah. have, have those guys around so. Shout out to them. Um, and one of them was an instructor. And so,
1: what ideally what yeah. he's going to do is he's going to take some of these things back to his students, back to his, you know, his, um, you know, uh, sniper buddies or, or whoever they are. Mm-hmm. And he's going to say, "Hey, guys, check this out." And they're all going to try, and they're going to say, "Holy smokes, this is way more stable." Or they're going to say, "Well, no, we really don't like it." But it's just another tool for them to be able to take and. Mm-hmm. And try to make it better and try to excel at. So I think yeah. that's super cool.
0: Yeah, it was fun to see those guys coming out. I think if any of you guys are, you know, military or police, I think... The, you Come know, out and ask some questions. not a giant budget for, for training, I know, for a lot of you guys. But um, I think... I, I know I learned a lot in a short amount of time. I think anybody would. So anyway, right. that was just a random random shout-out. Next match was... Uh, you ran down to... You shot the the Avenal... Uh, PRS match. Yep, I shot the Avanol match. I ended up getting third. Um, and uh, it's
1: it's one of my, uh, I guess I would say, more challenging and funner courses of fire uh, down there. They mm-hmm. really do a good job with time and mixing up the stage as well. They do a good job of, you know, pushing everyone to the point where, you know, not everyone's going to make every every stage. And not everyone's going to make it through. And not everyone's going to hit all the targets. I think that's fine. I think that's great. I want a challenging match. Mm -hmm. Um, Yep. And there's obviously this battle of, well, what do we do for the bottom guys compared to the top guys? And, you know, kind of my constant thought is, well, come out, you know, yes, it's going to be tough, but you're a newer shooter. Or, yes, it's going to be tough, but you don't have the experience. And that's just it is what it is. If you really want to do well and hit a lot of targets, then obviously we have the club one-day matches that are typically a little bit more generous, typically a little bit bigger times. Typically you can help people on the clock or coach on the clock. Yep. Um and so man, they just did a great job of of mixing up their their courses of fire. You really never do anything you don't do two two of the same thing over and over again. So you're not yeah. just laying down and shooting prone two shots, two shots, two shots, two shots and then going and doing it again. You're actually you're everything is a little bit different. Everything's a little bit unique and thus it challenges you it challenges you to be to adapt to the situation it challenges you to you know be good at a little bit of everything which yeah. which is fun ton
0: of fun the, the cool thing i didn't go this year my my prs year is a little weird i can't make the finale because of a big hunt and so i'm i'm not sure uh the amount of prs matches i'm shooting this year uh how that's going to shake out which is kind of new for me so i didn't go down i was working but I was there the year before, and the unique thing I, th- I thought about that match was how much they can get done in that three to 800 yard range. Farthest targets,
1: 850
0: yards. Yeah, and yep. it was one of the, my favorite matches last year. <clears throat> and like Jake said, you're hopping, you're moving, height percentage isn't super high. Um, well, same as today, we had a ton of four, five, six, seven hundred 700 yard targets. Yeah, Guys were dropping 30 points out of 90 today. Great. And so
1: I thought today was a very, well, there was the win today, too. So that, like, I don't know. I guess there was wind today. If you figure out the difference between the wind and no wind on the exact same course of fire, everything's going to spread out more. The barricade and targets move. The trees move. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to be able to spot your hits and your misses. And then the wind's changing, so you have to be able to, to adapt. If there's no wind... You just hold center target or yeah. edge of target, count for a little bit of spin drift, and then you're you go from there. It's super easy. Yeah. Um. And your your hip percentages go way up, and everybody's hip percentages go way up.
0: So. I mean, it was yesterday versus today. <coughs> yep. Exactly right. So anyway, keep going on Albinol. We'll get to this match. Well, um, yeah. I
1: mean, just you know, keep it short and sweet. I yeah. I, I think it's a good match. Um, yeah. And uh, I got I was fortunate to get another podium finish. Yep. I think in today's world of of shooting and shooters. There is a ton of talent, and so yeah. if you guys are striving to to be the best year you can, I mean, honestly, top fives and, and podium finishes, those are, you know, don't maybe don't stress out on, well, I have to get a win. I mean, those will come. Just try to put yourself in a position to be consistent. Try to put yourself in a position to, to always be at the top of the leaderboard, and yep. then those wins are going to come, and those wins are – are going to be there. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and that goes for club matches. That goes for uh, you know oh, any sort of one day, any team match, any two day uh, NRL or PRS match. Just just focus on being consistent, and I think what mm-hmm. you're going to notice is that when you are consistent, you know those are going to start coming. You know, we had a guy yep. today that came up and said, "Man, uh, really enjoyed you guys' training. I just I learned so much." Um, he, he came to our training in California yeah, yep. and he said man I just I absolutely had a great time and thanks for all you guys do and just just so you guys know I was able to my best finish was like fifth place. And after the training, he was, you know, focusing on just applying what we were teaching. And he got three wins in a row. Whoa. So it was just super cool to be able to see, okay, That's awesome. you know, focus on consistency. Focus on that and your your wins are going to come. Yep. Um, your performances will increase a little bit. Yep. Um, obviously, there's there's a learning curve and, and everyone takes
0: information a little bit differently. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: so rock and roll from there. Yeah, it's crazy. The that- get into this ma- <laughs> this match the level of talent I, I think part of it is honestly components are harder to get and i think the guys that are shooting still shooting a lot of the guys that are pretty into it and when i saw I, I got here today i was like everybody on the west coast is here like there was nobody missing like every there, i don't know how many match winners were here this weekend oh, tons. tons like
1: 15 oh i think i think we calculated it and 30 percent of the field Had won a national level match. Thirty percent
0: of this field uh, at the Gem State had won a national level match. Yeah, it was crazy. So coming into this was pretty was pretty fun. Um, You want to jump into this? Just sure. Yes. I mean, just a stacked field. It was a. uh, yesterday was pretty calm. It was yesterday was a really weird day and we talked about draws and getting lucky. I got very very lucky on my draw. Jane got screwed, I'm not going to lie. Like Unbelievable. we got a it was amazing. And so there there is that, but the way the 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 way it was so exaggerated yesterday, it was it was dead calm to like, noon, and then it blew 15 to 20. 25 up on the and hill. You, and you guys got to shoot the long-range stage. So they're it's up there. just nuts. <laughs> so I don't know how to fix this. You can't fix this. This is a discussion we had last it, night. It, you can't. It's
1: super hard um, to fix it, but I think there's a couple things. I mean, the logistics are tough. And so I, I I've run know. a ton of matches, and I think about this stuff constantly. Yep about running matches that are as fair as possible, whether there's wind, whether there's no wind. And mm-hmm. so I don't necessarily want wind to dictate uh, how fair my match is. And so when I sit back and I think about, okay, how is this stage? Okay, this is this a good stage with zero wind? Well, yes, it is. Is this a good a good fair stage with zero wind? Yes, mm-hmm. it is. Is this a good fair stage with some wind? Yes, it is. Okay, now I've accomplished what you know what I've you know what I'm trying to accomplish. If at any time you think to yourself, or you or you're a match director, um, and you say, "Gosh, with no wind, this is a really easy stage," and with wind, this is a butt kicker stage. That's what I want to try to avoid. Just so that it can how all you, be
0: zero. I just don't know if you can do it. I, I think there's, there's a, all the examples we know that we've seen that are just, I, I'm thinking specifically for this weekend. I just don't. With the conditions we had were so weird where how calm it was till noon and then how crazy it got so fast. I don't don't know how you could overcome that because I missed, a, I mean, a 290-yard target, a big target. I thought I needed four tenths and I needed almost seven. Yeah, And you're like – that was cleaned all morning. Yeah, all morning long, just everybody wind cleaned was, that. The was—it was got so crazy. I don't know how you make <clears throat> as fair as possible. I don't know how you make. It. I thought I thought this weekend was as good as a match I've ever sh- as I shot. And what I really like about what Idaho does, um, a lot of you guys have, sh- have shot the the other match that was a veil, right? Yep. And. Uh, same same match structures and what they do is they put a lot of targets out and they don't put big target markers by them or big flags or anything. It's natural terrain up in these mountains. That's right. And there's just targets and they're hard to see. So you got to memorize landmarks and it's a really fun way to shoot. I love it. I, I like. I can I can point to things, but you have to memorize those landmarks. And I every I watched everybody do a really good job with target acquisition, but you got to pay attention and having to pay attention makes it more interesting. So you don't just see a line of, you know, bright white or big placards where it's really easy. And I I don't know. I just, I kind of like it to change it up. I, I, there's both sides of it, pros and cons to it, but I really like it. It made every stage where you're searching for targets and they're big, big swings or everything was different. And it was really made you focus pretty much on every stage, which kept it pretty interesting on everyone on every single stage. there was, did we ever shoot a stage with one target? Um, no, no, we did not. Not one. I don't even. Th- we shot. We shot two stage. The least amount we shot two stages with two targets. Yeah, there were five positions. Each position, you had to shoot near far, mm-hmm. move near far, move near far. So I mean, that just makes an yeah.
1: awesome, just, awesome stage. I just yeah, love it. You, yep. you have there's so much to think about. Where you cannot, this is the same analogy of, of, you know, doing something super easy and then doing something with a little more challenge. Well, you could take anyone off the street and, you know, have them, I don't know. Are we going like,
0: your analogy again? Well, no, but you can do
1: like a bowling ball. <laughs> Let's think like a bowling ball. Hey, you guys need to throw the ball down there and either side of the gutter is okay or in the middle is okay. Yeah. and so as long as you throw the ball down there you get a point or now you have to keep it in between the gutters yeah, yeah and so it's it's a it's a difference in in i won't say talent but i will say that it's a little bit more difficult to earn that point point. and as long as every shot you are, are are able to say i earned that point then that's that then that's worth something but if it's some gimmies, i think that we don't have a lot of those out here. You no. know, You know everything that we do is no, pretty much, today. you know, it's it's pretty much you're working for what you're getting. And, and then when you actually get it, everyone feels good about it. Like there was a couple new shooters today that shot the long range stage. Uh, a couple new shooters shot some stages off the rocks, and they got like 8 out of 10. They've been, you know, struggling all day. They finally figured the wind out. They got up, and they were ecstatic. They were just mm-hmm. on cloud 9 because they earned something. Mm -hmm. that was pretty hard um yeah i i I like that obviously i i've we've talked about that before i like the challenging matches i think it 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 separates you know a lot of talent i think it really challenges people i personally like to be challenged and so that's you know that's just my own personal preference some people you know some people don't like that and they don't necessarily like being challenged but if you if you ask them hey do you want to shoot a match where you're challenged, or do, you, or do you want to shoot a match where it's given to you? Almost every single person yeah. says, man, I'm here for the challenge. you yeah. know, and, and they don't want to admit it because we have some points involved and some percentages involved and blah, blah, blah. But that's, you know, if all, take all that away. I think everyone wants to be challenged just a little bit. Yeah.
0: Sometimes it hurts. Like, I come in, I got... My teeth kicked in a little bit today, and it, it hurts. But you said, "Back up, man!" That was a I had fun at every stage. I focused on every stage, and it was a really fun time. Um, just, I spoiler alert. So yesterday, I was a few points out of first. Jake, you were down seven. Yep. from me seven. You're twelve. I was from down the eleven leader, from the lead. Yeah. From eleven from the leader, and you burned it down today. Not even. No one was even close. We yeah. had, had a career day. Um, well, I screwed up on a on a. I had two no, pretty bad. No, had one you had a stage, stage where the wind finally caught you as well. <laughs> happened the Timberlake stage. Well, I just shot
1: poor too. Really? I, just, I just I didn't catch what I needed to catch, and I didn't I didn't uh, follow my bullets exactly where I needed to be. You know, yeah.
0: um, it it was a, we had this we had this kind of a ten thirty to eleven thirty, even twelve every once in a while wind. Usually ten thirty to eleven thirty, almost all day, and it was twelve to sixteen ish. And it was it was a tough one. So, you, I, I dropped. Uh, spoiler alert! I, dro- I I finished seventh. Jake tied for first. Morgan King got the tiebreaker for the win. Him and uh, Jake and Morgan tied. Um, um, and it was it was sporty. I I dropped. I had some stages. That I long range stage. I watched a guy lay down and clean it. Just rock and roll. I went shot first target right side then left side then right side and then left side the it left side and then right side And i just could it was just shoot and make correction other way other way other way and i just there was a couple stages i had two fours today that just ate me up and but everybody did so i'm yep. not i did there was no it just was a tough day and so I had, I had a ton of fun um it was it was fun to be back but you had you came up all grinning and Woo, what's up boys? <laughs> and all talking was trash. Jake's like, good. Jake burned it down. <laughs> so I knew we were in trouble when when you said you were down five all day and I had just dropped five on the stage before. I was like, uh oh. <laughs>
1: so, well, and and I was down five at that point, and then that next stage, or maybe two stages after that, was a, a fairly rough stage for me that um, it was three targets off three rocks. I had a really good game plan going in and we were holding uh, we were holding 2.2 mils a win, and this was at 700 yards. So there was a target at like 690, 680, and 700. There was three targets. Yep. And so you had to figure out, do I hold? Do I try to dial for some of these targets? I ended up dialing the middle target, and that's kind of what most people did. Uh, and then I, I dialed the middle, t- the middle target. I knew it was going to be 2.2 mils a win. That was a pretty consistent number, and so I felt very, very confident in that for for me at that time. Um, and I went up, and my very first shot was to the right. I said, okay, I need about 2.6. So I, I increased to 2.6 on the second target. My wind call was great at 2.6, but I went like a foot and a half high. And I was like, oh, man, what is going on? But we had switched to from... We'll call it like an eleven o'clock to kind of like a uh, twelve thirty or one o'clock target. So we we had a little bit of movement based off of that, and so I thought maybe that had figured it out. So I said, okay, I'm going to hold a little bit low on this other target, which happens to be a roughly the same range, and then I hold low, and then it was too much wind, and so now I'm back to like two point three is is good. Um, but I know that I missed that first. This is getting confusing, and it, guess what? It was just a confusing in my head while I'm shooting it. <laughs>
0: so it's the stage is three <laughs> different positions. You have to shoot three different rocks, and there's three targets. And you shoot one shot, one one shot on each target from three positions. That's so right. One shot, move to a spread. It's a different, like a different range. So either dial or hold. Another shot, another target. Dial or hold. Move positions. Exactly. Do it again. Right. Do it again. Do it and again. And so
1: then I, so then I missed that third target. Now I grab my stuff. I'm zero for three. I go to the next position and I say, okay, I've taken all that information into account. I really need to put some good shots on target. Let me, let me take a second to think about this. And so my thought process as I'm going to the next position is my first shot on target one was 2.2. My elevation was good, uh, but I needed more win. We'll call that 2.6, um, but now I go back again, and the other target, that the third target that I missed, I thought I had it dialed at about 2 point whatever, and I missed off the left-hand side, so I was too much. So taking all that information into account, I chose to go back to 2.2, and I chose to also just hold straight up. I ended up hitting that target, which I felt really good about my call. Okay, great, 2.2, I hit it. Now I go to the second target. Now my brain is now thinking, uh, I just shot over the top of it. Do I correct or do I not correct? Was it a fluke? Was it not a fluke? Um, I chalked it up because the elevation on my other targets were perfect. I chalked it up. Maybe I pulled a bad shot, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. But I knew 2.2 was now good. I hold 2.2 again, um, and I go over the target again okay that's not a fluke there's something going on out there but now it's time to go to the next target uh, and I went right over the target and I was like okay 2.2 that's great let's let's go back to 2.2 um, I still was on 2.2 for the the third target I ended up getting that impact so now I got two out of six I go up to my next position now I'm back on the first target 2.2 I got that one dialed in I impact that now I got my my nemesis of a target which I shot over twice, my wind call has been pretty decent, okay. Um, I hold bottom a target. Well, guess where I miss? Low under the target, like a ding-dong, and now I go to my, so now, I, so now I go to my last shot, I end up getting that for now four. Now I take my mag out and I throw it in the bushes. So now I take my mag out and I throw it in the bushes, I take my rifle, I tip it over, and I throw all my brass downrange. So it was just like, holy smokes. Those are the stages that Oh, that are super tough to figure I had out. Two of those. I ended up getting a four out of nine, <laughs> and it cost me five shots. I thought, the entire time I'm digesting, the, the entire time I'm scheming on how to hit the next target. Um, as I reflect on it and I look back on it, my thought process was really good. Um, it just didn't pan out for me. And guess what? Mm-hmm. That's shooting. Yep. It happens you know not every time you you know you hit every target blah 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 so that's my normal thought process and normally i might miss one and clean eight more or i might miss one and then get the next seven out of eight whatever it is to still salvage a really was, good stage it was
0: easy to have stuff compound today if you had any vertical because you're always ch- you're already chasing so much chasing it land. really was magnified today um I would watch it. I had some really good stages, but man, I had a couple of blow-ups where you just start. You, you hit one, you chase one, then you're high, but then you're on to the next target, and you're like, okay, do I load, hold lower, high, and what am I increasing to? And then, yeah, it. There got a few snowball. I mean, you know, and it happened to everybody. But I did. Again, I felt good about today. I felt like I made good decisions. Yesterday, I, I, I was rusty. I mean, I want to. You guys that shoot, you know, you get out to a match every couple months there. I think there's a distinct disadvantage. I know guys like, I haven't shot forever. I came in and tear you know, burn the house down. And I've done that in the past, but I don't know, whatever it was yesterday, the first, it took me, I bet it, it took me four or five stages to where I would look at my arm board, I would dial my dope. And then I would look at my arm board and check my dope. Cause I just wasn't trusting what I was doing. Everything felt, rusty my movements were not normal so i I, d- I had a big dose of uh you need to shoot or, or, or <laughs> <laughs> more often than uh, not, than, yeah. you, than you have been so it's a, i think it's a perishable skill i got buddies i know friends but, oh no i can come in cold and and i've done it everyone's done it but but man it's uh <laughs> i could feel it yesterday big time challenging drop some silly shots yesterday that i would love to have back right now but um it was it was fun um, anything that stuck out that was I don't I don't know oh we skipped over that talked about the inter hunter match a little bit too but mm-hmm. um, it, I thought it was fun it was good I'm driving home now um, and it was a quick nice to drive over to a match and yeah rock and roll
1: I think the biggest question we kind of got today is is we're starting to work with a lot of you know middle of the pack and bottom shooters as they're progressing through the ranks and as they're progressing through um, you know, trying to become a a, a, a great shooter, they kind of want to know a couple things. One is, uh, what's the appropriate target size and distance while practicing, and then the other one is, talk a little bit about the psychology of practicing, and uh, you know how to how to increase confidence. And you just said it. Mm-hmm. You said when you don't shoot, that confidence is kind of lacking. The yep. psychology of it is lacking because you're not trusting what's going on. Yep. Um, so for those mid-pack shooters, for those bottom-level shooters that are trying to get better, man, I could, I could, I can say for certain that if you put yourself on a schedule, like going to the gym, like playing your Monday morning basketball game, like you know doing anything like that, you will get better. And so I challenge you: um, pick a day that works for you guys. You know, whatever it is, um, pick a Tuesday. Okay, Tuesday, I'm going to try to get off work one hour earlier. I can be to the range by 4 o'clock, and I can practice till 6. And get into a routine of doing that, and then it's all about doing really great practice drills that's going to keep you guys sharp. Um, And then that basically gives you the rest of the week. You can load some more ammo on your own time. You can dry fire on your own time at night. Mm -hmm. You can do those things that's going to keep you in the mode of getting more and more and more confident Um, And then you're going to be able to, you know, listen to a podcast or listen to some more training drills or go to a class or whatever and try to to pick up a couple more things that you can work on during your practice sessions during the week. Mm -hmm. So I know for me, I love to practice on like Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Typically, uh, Thursdays I load my ammo or I drive to a match. Uh, So those Tuesdays and Thursdays, whether I'm dry firing, whether I'm practicing, I'm running those drills, and it's not that I haven't hit a target before. What it's really doing is it's just pounding some confidence into myself of, mm-hmm. okay, we're here, we're doing this, we're rocking and rolling, um, we're hitting this little target. How many times over and over again have you heard guys say, man, during practice, I'm the best guy during practice, <laughs> I don't miss, and then and then they...
0: Uh, Oh, John's got ADD going on. Sorry, Kennedy. kind of on the side of the road. He's I'm reaching for his gun in the back seat. <laughs> it's just crazy. Uh, sorry about that.
1: So just having the confidence to continually progress um, and just kind of, you know, kind of keep getting better. And that's really what we talk a lot with these, these bottom these bottom pack guys. Okay, yeah. when was what days are your practice days? Well, I don't really – I don't have a practice day. Okay, so – if you want to be a bodybuilder, you have to go to the gym and lift some weights. If you want to be a professional basketball player or any basketball player, you really need to go shoot some free or throws. Anything you want to do, you anything have to you do. want to do, <laughs> you have to do it. And so, what we hear over and over again is, "Well, I just haven't shot much." Um, okay, it, it's okay if you don't shoot matches. I'm not saying you have to go shoot a match every week. Yeah. What I am saying is, pick some time that's dedicated for you to be able to do that and And practice. it could be a couple hours. It could be you know a half day. it could be one hour. Um, you know, the, it doesn't matter to me what you what you guys do, but if you want to be consistent and if you want to be in the zone every time you do go out, then uh, get some practice under your belt and practice, practice, practice. Do not get in a habit of making your matches your practice time. Mm-hmm. because that's the that's what goes wrong during your matches, you guys are going to not do very well. Maybe you do great one time, so you think it's going to work, and then maybe you don't do great. Or maybe there's a big target stage, and you hit them all, and you think, oh, this is going to work out. I'm, I'm doing great. Uh, in the big scheme of things, um, in order for you to succeed, it should you should have a practice session and then go to your matches and, and make those actual matches, make those actual events that you are going to to perform at. And taking all the stuff that you've practiced from the range on your practice days to those matches mm-hmm. and rock and roll.
0: Yeah, yeah. We talk about the mental stuff, and there's a million aspects of that. Um, I think you got to get you got to get to know yourself of what you need to uh, to have the confidence. I know some guys like to get angry. They're like, "Oh man, I don't like that guy. I'm going to beat him." Some guys need. Friggin' Matt made a million bets this year, or this week, side bets. He's like, Oh, okay, get all this in- pressure built up on him. He didn't even shoot well either, and he still won them all. <laughs> he didn't shoot great. Oh, He's so, louis, won them all. so lucky. I can't talk a lot because he beat me by a couple points. So I <laughs> <laughs> shot terrible. But, um, the uh, other for me, I need to I need to trust my gear a lot, and I do. But I, the trust builds when I go out and I practice. I've got a four inch target at like three sixty. And when I'm just running barricade drills and doing all my stuff, and I'm hitting my four-inch target, pulling really good shots. Yeah, when I yeah when I'm when I'm just making having good practice, then I when I get to a match, I'm like okay, that's an eight-inch target, that's a six-inch target. That's rarely are we shooting not a lot of MOA targets out there. When I'm hitting those from a barricade, it just builds my confidence uh, personally. So you got to decide or figure understand yourself yep. enough to know what you need to do. I know guys that, and, and I think this affects everyone. You got stuff going on at home, your wife's mad at you because you've been gone too much, your work's stressful. I mean try to keep go to match you got a bunch of stuff hanging over your head. It, it's it can be tough to focus on a yep. match. There's all kinds of different aspects. There's not one right answer. People always say, hey, what's the mental trick? Well everyone's different. There's there's cocky guys, there's shy guys, there's confident guys, there's every insecure guys, there's people all over the place. Um, you know with our mentality so you get to know yourself and what you need to do to get yourself you know fired up motivated whatever whatever so that's a little side note for me I just haven't been shooting enough and I haven't been um shooting my little four-inch target so that's right um I'm scared because I don't have any components (laughs) (laughs) that's that segues uh
1: Uh, that segues to target size yeah for newer shooters to build confidence Mm -hmm. um and also challenge them what what would you say as far
0: as target size i I already know my answer um man i know because it wasn't it doesn't feel like that long ago when i really dove into this and i used to think i shot like i said before i've shot long range forever a lot of hunting a lot of prone when i moved to positional that seemed like a very tall uh tall gap to cover and i remember shooting a lot it was right when the skill stage were coming out and they did a lot of 10-inch plates at 400 yards. And so I did a ton of practicing on a 10-inch at 400 yards, tons. PRS barricade over and over and over again. Everything I did was, was a 10-inch. Um, I don't think that's a bad place to start. You're learning how to place your bag. You're learning how to move your gear, how to get into position, how to get out of position. You're learning all those basics. Um, I, I like the idea of smaller's better. It makes you focus. Um, I know I got a little sloppy with a 10-inch, and I, I could go real fast. Um that's where I started. I do like that 4-inch. I don't – depending on it, – it does depend on where you're at. I don't have a lot of wind where I'm at. So a 4-inch four or 400 yards could be very sporty at some places, and it could be it, – it, it could be easier at other places it, it depends on your location you shoot shooting a lot of wind at rock lake yep so and i know you still shoot a pretty small target i think are you on a five inch at-
1: i'm on a uh, five inch at
0: 415
1: is my go-to trainer yeah. um yep. it's it's pretty sporty you as long as you pull a good shot you're going to be able to hit it and so i have a couple different training targets one is that target which is a popper i cannot tell for the life of me even when I'm spotting behind someone, if you hit the left side of that popper mm-hmm. or the right side of the top or the bottom, yep. um, and that's okay. That That's not what I'm training. I'm, all I'm training there is to pull really good shots and maybe watch my trace, watch it go into the target, so on and so forth. Um, if I'm training on a different target, there's a swinger that's next to it, which is a 6-inch target, and that 6-inch swinger you can tell if you hit it on the left-hand side because it buckles left. You can tell if you hit it right because it buckles right. You, you can tell those things. And so by shooting that particular target, I am focusing on what side of the target I'm hitting and making those minute corrections at the center of the target. That's gonna be you know, my, my go-to size is to have those. I shoot 90, now I shoot probably 95% of all my training targets. Uh, are at that distance it's that target it's a six inch hanger at 415 and right next to it is a five inch round uh, t-post popper Mm -hmm. at still 415 those are my two go-to targets and when I have students and and clients and customers that are out there training uh, I I typically put them on that six inch and they really quickly see the need uh, to focus and slow down and that's probably what's helped me slow down long term. Yeah. Um, some shooters that I know, they go, 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 go because they're shooting a big 66% IPSC target at 400 yards and they can get away with, with, with murder on a mm-hmm. rifle yeah. and they don't have to, they don't really don't have to focus on their shooting. They don't have to focus on on pulling a good shot because they're hitting a target and they're doing it very, very quickly. I'm completely opposite. I'm, I'm slow, I'm methodical. And so just some guys today said, man, you're just so slow, but then you always have five seconds left. And that's that's obviously I have, have practiced that. It's, it's something that I really try to focus on is going slow and keeping calm. Um, mm-hmm. So building confidence for, for new or bottom-level shooters, I would say pick a couple different targets. Um, pick a couple different sizes that you are really wanting to hammer in. Pick a 2-MOA two MOA square, something Mm -hmm. like that, and then pick like a MOA and a quarter or MOA and a half, something along those lines that's going to challenge you a little more. Uh, Just bang, bang, bang that, you know, two MOA target uh, or two and a half MOA until you are able to just feel like you know exactly where it's going every time. Um, And then throw some shots, which, which that is a typical match size, and then throw some more targets at... You know, that or some more rounds at that one and a half, and really focus on pulling great, great shots. Every single shot you guys pull should be perfect, and there's Mm -hmm. no excuse to pull a sloppy shot. Um, You know, I guess those are the three reasons why you miss too much wind, not enough wind, or you know, a a sloppy shot, something like that. Those really should be the only three reasons. I want you guys to eliminate that last reason so that all you have to worry about all weekend is just the wind make sure your wind's dialed in left and right Mm -hmm. and there's been weekends where i haven't pulled any bad shots and all i'm doing is just looking at the wind yeah okay what if you know this target looks like i got a little bit too much wind let's back some off okay i didn't hold enough let's add a little bit and then all of a sudden you're gonna start to just you know pound some more targets yeah
0: yeah um yeah so it was uh let's uh hit hunter that's kind of a new thing okay you there's only been a few matches in you and dan uh went down and set that match up um amazing spot it was beautiful it was cool super super cool venue um what do you what do you guys what was your thought process going into setting up the course fire as it being new to you guys also Mm -hmm. i mean you you haven't You or Dan hadn't shot an NRL Hunter match yet. No, we hadn't shot an NRL Hunter match. And
1: so what Dan and I did is we got together. We decided, hey, we're going to make this our own. We're going to make it uh, as fair as we possibly can. We heard some grumblings of some other NRL Hunter matches that the targets were like impossible to find or in the middle or behind a bush, whatever the situation was. Um, This is still a shooting competition. So I didn't want to make it a target-finding competition. I wanted to make it this is still a a match. It's still a shooting match. I still want to know who the best shooter is, um, you know, overall. Uh, And and there's a lot of skills. Obviously, you have to be able to find your targets. You have to be able to range your targets. You have to be able to get your dope and you have to be able to uh, engage those targets in the correct position. There's a lot of skills. And so with the NRL Hunter matches, they're all blind. You go into it, you look for your targets. The RO is gonna tell you, okay, there's four pigs out there. You mm-hmm. gotta find all four pigs and engage them from near to far. Your time starts now. And so you're like, Oh, okay, yeah, I gotta go. Yeah, you know, and yard so it's, it's just like a yard sale all of a sudden. Well, I love it and I think it's great because you're able to really test your gear, you're able to test your mental game. Can you can you stay with it long enough? to find all the targets. Can you stay with it long enough to range all the targets accurately? And then make sure your dope is great. Make sure your data is good, your wind call is good. And then from there, uh, pick a position that is advantageous. We didn't really put a bunch of requirements on positions. If you saw it, you could use it for shooting. So we had a mm-hmm. water trough. You could use the water trough. We had a uh, you know a big downhill steep you know, you're laying, you know, leaning downhill. You could use a tripod. You could use a long bipod. We don't, we don't necessarily put a bunch of stipulations on mm-hmm. it. Now, in order to be unique, we did say you had to shoot around a tree. Um, well, that's fine. Left of the tree and right of the tree, you yep. could, you could figure out whatever you wanted to do. Um, but we, you know, we wanted to try to give people options on shooting from the prone or shooting from the tree, um, shooting through the tree all those were great options, uh, uh, for, for these and setting up the course of fire was pretty tough because it was, it was quite a bit of, of level change based off of where the targets were at. So there was some valleys in there and we had to pick, uh, you know, we had to pick and we had to trim with the saw. We had to do some stuff like that, uh, to make it. But our big thing, we want to make it fair. We want to make it uh, challenging for everyone obviously we we're not interested in making it a, a big old meatball match where you where everyone hits every target we want it to be challenging but you know some of these coyotes when you're you know you're out there that's a pretty big coyote you shoot a bear target that's a big bear too you shoot a deer that's a big deer so we, we wanted to make them realistic mm-hmm. you know sizes we had some uh i brought down a bunch of big steel yeah. obviously we had <clears throat> um our jc hook hangers we had uh all of our slotted hook targets. We had deers and bear and wolf and, yeah.
0: and turkey pigs, and turkey. Dogs, yeah.
1: yeah. We had all sorts of stuff. And so we wanted to keep it kind of animal based, but we also threw in some, some rounds and some diamonds and blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So, but you, you Bob actually, cap. I pressured you enough to say, man, John, I really need a couple ROs of your caliber. Uh, can you come down? And you decided that you would make the trip down and, and help a buddy out. So for one, I appreciate it. For two, uh, the ROs in the NRL Hunter series get to shoot the course of fire on Friday. So I ran you and another shooter that was also an RO that wanted to shoot mm-hmm. uh, through the course of fire on on Friday, and yeah. uh, it seemed like you guys just had a great time and super challenged and, yeah. and had a good time.
0: Yeah, I was gonna initially I was gonna help um, uh, run the match and. Uh, Life's been just, just a little busy, and and Jake they, too so many they, hands
1: in the pot too. Yeah, you know. A
0: lot of, there's a lot of people down there. It worked out to where I didn't need to, which worked really good for me, and luckily it worked out for Jake and Dan. So, so I was want to go down there. Felt a little bad about backing out on that, but I Dan asked and Jake about our own. I was like, absolutely, and then being able to shoot was a bonus. So. Uh, a couple things on that I want to talk about and I'll probably do more about this later um, oh I finally got not finally but I got a carbon it's sick dude benchmark six five barrel and uh, was super excited about it I' kind of just I was like man my hunting guns are just gonna be steels from out here on Alex do like contour steels but I always like the carbon diameter for muzzle brakes and and just the look they do look cool anyway Joe walls rushed spinning up a 6.5 prc for me for a hunting gun because we've got some pretty good hunts coming up this fall that we'll hit on later and i wasn't planning on using this for for a internal hunter gun but it got there like uh five days before the match and i was like man i think i got enough brass and i've got some some old 140 hybrids that i could use i've got some 156s but i'm saving them for hunting so i didn't want to shoot those and so i got some 140s threw a load together it shot pretty good like a tuesday night it was gonna leave on thursday night and shoot friday and thing came together great it came in i got the new the mdt also has the hunt 20 the hnt 26 stock it has a folder it's 29 ounces with the folder we'll talk i'll talk more about that later but threw that thing together it was freaking awesome and it hammered and i was like yeah i'm shooting this out this is awesome i put my 525 on it i just pulled it off through it on there and I was under the 12-pound limit with the Skypod triple pull. That's so awesome. <laughs> so I was like, man, this will be a fun little setup. And um, I had, I think I had 80 rounds on it, and I went down there. And um, it was a blast. It was. I didn't, I wasn't, uh, I just, I had some, I used, I've got some binos. I got Zeiss Victory um, binos that have ballistics built in. I used those for the entire thing. I never pulled my Kestrel out. No, I did pull my Kestrel out on the deer i had yes you did was it four minutes oh we had four minutes yeah four minute stages so there was a deer at God, i remember 1200 1150 i can't remember 30 maybe or Le- something anyway yeah. 11 1200 yards 1150 1130 um and i ranged that sucker and the wind was ripping on friday when i shot it so i stood up i turned my Kestrel, on i took a reading for a while because it was it was three positions um at this deer i think it was uh I can't remember how many two shots. I can't remember what the stage was, but three different I had some time to take a kester, so I did pull my kester out one time and stood there for a while trying to make an educated guess at 1,200 with the wind. But other than that, I just used those binos. Um, it, was, it was fun. It was a, a, a different feel. I had no idea what I was doing. I just kind of jumped in, and we just started, and I didn't. So this is kind of new to me, but I, I loved it. I want to do more of it. Um, I like the target acquisition. Um, I, I like the idea of them, of targets being, you know, find them on the clock and ranging and adding those elements into shooting. I, I thought it was a ton of fun. Um, I got, I had some, man, I was on an absolute tear. I, I was like, I thought I was going to, I mean, winds, what were the 18 to 22? They just, were, it was windy. It was blowing pretty hard and I just the thing was hammering. And then I. Started, uh, had some was missing on elevation. I I mean, my gun sped up. I sped up like fifty-five feet a second, which which I was expecting, but no big deal. Had a blast. Um, Dropped too many points. I ended up, I ended up fourth overall in the match. A couple points out of third. And Matt Alwine took the win home. Rusty in third. I think Vallejo was in third. uh, Rusty Rusty in second. And and I think Vallejo was in third a couple shots ahead of me there, but, um, it was fun. It was also really fun to RO, um, being able to see everybody. And, um, I like the idea of shooting on Friday and, and ROing. I think there's pros and cons that come with that that I'm sure we'll talk about at some point, but mm-hmm. you know, if it was dead calm on Friday it and really windy on Saturday, Sunday, maybe the scores would have been real bad, but it was, you know, windy on Friday and, and calm the other two days. So it just depends on when you get what, but, um, it was it was fun. I thought you guys did a really good job. I thought the venue was beautiful. I Appreciate thought the that. target size was um, appropriate. Everything was appropriate. E- even with the wind, um, my clay I got I got the rock chucks.
1: Those are tough in the wind. Yeah, uh,
0: those beat me up a little bit. <laughs> uh, well, man, uh, I had some I had some stages I felt really good about and then I had some that I just scratched my head. But So um, what
1: what could you have
0: what would you coach us on to do better? Obviously Basic stuff. Get your gear ready. Get past your speed up. Get your, all your stuff dialed. No,
1: no, no, no. What can you coach the match directors on to be oh. better? I,
0: I I love the idea. Um, depending on where the stage was and making them totally blind was a little bit difficult. The, that, that's an aspect I want to talk about is, is the blind aspect is guys would come up your stage behind the stage. You walk up and shoot. You don't know the, anything about the stage. You walk up there. Like as an RO, I said, okay, um, I was on a, I was on a stage. I made guys run about 60 yards on day two. And that I, was nuts. we parked our trucks in front of it. So they couldn't see anything. I was like, I'm going to make my stage blind. So, and it wasn't a hard stage guys burned it down. It was just no wind at all. I don't know if anyone left I the know. plate all day. So it was a, mine ended up being pretty easy, but I said, Hey, when I say go, you're gonna run up or whatever you're gonna run up there there's four logs on the ground. you have to shoot over the log at one target. it is a tombstone shaped target and they're like and they ask they could ask a couple questions they could ask yes or no questions. Do I have to touch the logs? no so I could I could use a tripod and shoot over them yes okay I'm ready. go so they run up 60 yards whatever. Target was very obvious to see. Usually, everybody saw it naked eye. range it; it was 560, 600 yards. I can't remember. Um, and then you just shot over these four logs. So pretty straightforward. So that's an example. So the cool thing about that, they get done with that and they walk away. So there's no, no super squatting, as people like to call it, or talking with your buddies or planning a stage. Um, I think. I do think that's an important part of this sport. I don't think we should have matches everywhere because I think it takes a unique venue to keep things blind. I think there were some stages you could see pretty good, and I think I think um, ideally you would have everything be blind, especially where the targets are at. So when you, if someone's just standing there talking to their buddy and they look over their shoulder and they see dust blowing up from some guy missing a target, now you know where that target is. Um, it's really hard to get a venue where you can do that 100% um mm-hmm. i agree that's not a critique it's just it's is what just it to, is it's, it's right. the blind aspect of that makes that if you take that away i don't think that the internal hunter is nearly as fun so having a blind is important venue is huge on that um I love it i think that would be one thing but um I, I thought you guys did a good job i think you did like you said this is a shooting sport I think you and I could debate that a little bit. If we're going to go hunter observation, ranging is a super important aspect of hunting. Sure is. Um, and so I wouldn't be, I don't want to hide targets to guys aren't going to find them, but I also don't want every target to be able to be seen with a naked eye. And they weren't, there were some like we were on a stage where the light shifted and like 10 guys in a row didn't find a target at 300 yards. And the day before it was my worst stage of the match. And I couldn't see this. It was a bear and a pig, and when, when Jake read The Course of Fire to me, okay, there was a, there was a bear target and a pig target. I did it on a, purpose. Yeah. I'm assuming the pig is one size and the bear is bigger because I know what Jake's bear is. I forgot that he made this little 12-inch bear. <laughs> well, the friggin' bear was at 300 yards right below me, and I found the pig instantly. And so I'm scanning everywhere past the pig thinking that the pig is the close target and the bear is obviously further because Jake's not going to put a giant bear closer than a pig target. And that was just me getting in my head and knowing some of Jake's targets. Gosh, that happened a lot, though. It happened a lot. Um, And so some things like that, that was kind of fun. Um, But the light shifted and made a few targets invisible, Um, Mm. you know, unless you... not really as soon as i pointed them out everybody kind of slapped their forehead but that was really fun it's 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 fun to shoot different guns i mean a little heavier guns uh caliber wise a little lighter uh poundage wise i mean packing that little gun around was was pleasant um i can't wait to take it on some big hunts no i'm excited for you it's it's shoots amazing shot really good with 156s it was hard not to bring my 156s but as you guys know those are about impossible to get and i'm saving them for some hunting stuff so um I think I think it's a I think it's good. I think unfortunately, the component shortage is making attendance difficult. I think yep. it's going to blow up. We stayed with the guy Joe, super cool guy. He's, they've got a, um, I, I knew him prior uh, from some hunting stuff, and I stayed with him, and it we talked him into coming out his first time. Didn't have any idea what he's doing, and he did a great job, and he's hooked. He called me a couple days ago. He's like, hey, I'm thinking about this, and what bags we're you using. He goes, because he goes, I didn't think i'd get hooked and he goes i i can't stop thinking about it so i think there's a big draw for guys is it hunting no is it a lot of good skills that you're going to use hunting yes will it make you a better shot will it make you quicker will it make you build better positions undoubtedly so i think it's a no-brainer um scrounge up scrounge up some bullets and come out so i'm looking forward to it so uh, long-winded NRL. No, that's injury, great. So,
1: well, let's let's switch. We had another question about yeah. mem- mental preparation before a match, and this is something that I actually take pretty seriously, and I always think about or try to think about no matter what match I'm shooting. Um, so kind of mental preparation, what do you do? Do you do anything different? Do you have a different lifestyle that you're, that you're living during these particular days before a match? What, what is, um, you know, what is that for me? I know that, uh, it's important and I try to lower the anxiety level, uh, of the week, we're all busy. We, we all have stress. We all have anxiety. We all have a million things going on, whether it's work or family or yep. a wife or kids or or whatever. We all have that. Everybody has that. Yep. Um, and so, for me, it's really important that I do some things. Starting like on Wednesday, uh, I want to kind of cleanse my body. And what I want to do is i want to I want to eat some and intake some some foods into my body that are going to allow me to be a little bit more calm um what that's going to do is you know obviously with anxiety you have
0: you have which you fear. can do in washington legally now
1: well not that you're not smoking weed you oh ding-dong.
0: oh sorry okay go I ahead i thought that was Oregon. Yeah. <laughs> i thought washington's good to go well, we are good to some go brownies yeah? we are some so calm down. calming brownies <laughs> just kidding
1: <laughs>
0: that's california for sure yeah
1: um everywhere
0: we weigh, hey, we I, gotta defend, I gotta defend california we were down in california it's they, true they get a bad rap we went to restaurants gas stations bars i didn't see anyone wearing a mask i didn't put a mask on for and you guys in it florida and nice. texas whatever i know you guys are cool but nobody in california was i mean ooh, this guy's shooting squirrels um it was nice. So just props to California. Absolutely. There's a big part of California that is super cool. There was we were in a nice Northern, restaurant. Northern California. Yeah, there was uh, north of Sacramento, not that north. Well, whatever. But there's guys walking in turkey hunting. There anyway, was anyway. Awesome. So I gotta defend California a little bit. Absolutely. So okay. okay. So ahead. anyway, anxiety. Calming, calming foods. anxiety
1: is gonna you know, you're gonna have a difficult you're gonna have difficulty concentrating, you're gonna have um, elevated heart rate, you're gonna have muscle tension and chest tightness. You're going to have, you know, just general tension and fear and excessive worry. You don't want any of those things while you're shooting. You want you want none of those things. And so what foods can we help to, uh, c- you know, can we eat or what activities can we do? Obviously, people know that exercise releases tension. Exercise releases that. I'm not great at that. I, <laughs> Admittedly, I have better stuff to do. Uh, I'm slightly lazy I don't want to go for a jog do I need it yes I need it I'm chubby okay I get it it, Um, okay everyone you know everyone tells me it, and I get it you're right okay I understand we
0: remind of every match.
1: (laughs) so what can we do eating wise to to, uh, you know to accomplish you know some of those natural well obviously seafoods and fishes stuff that is high in omega-3 fatty acids super calming super relaxing um Anything that's, that's rich in that, you're going to automatically have some of that. Obviously, eggs. So if the morning of... You can have a good egg, hearty egg and, and lean meat uh, breakfast, something like that. All, obviously, yogurts are really good at that. And so when we're at these breakfasts and they say, hey, what do you want? You know, maybe don't go for the French toast and syrup and powdered sugar. Hey. Maybe and you do that. Hey. I know. Hey, I'm, you asking, a sweet I'm, too. I'm
0: asking for a friend. Is, <laughs> it, is, for a, friend. is, a, is a McGriddle, a hash brown, <laughs> and a giant <laughs> coffee from McDonald's okay? Is that okay? Because okay. that was this morning. Okay, so I'm,
1: I'm talking about in the big scheme of things on the average. You. Obviously, some I, people I, like I coffee. Agree I agree with Coffee's you. Coffee is obviously not great to have. Uh, monster energy drinks are not obviously not great to have. You know, things <laughs> like that, that that do it. And guess what? Some of us are used to them. I like a white monster every once in a while, those sugar-free white monsters. I probably have three or four, maybe two a week, maybe one a week. I don't know. I have I have more than zero. So anyway, but <laughs> eggs and lean meats, uh, yep. fatty fishes or seafoods. Um, and if you want to get – this is actually something that I was reading up on. If you want to get some of these, um, some of these things that, are, that help with stress and anxiety, even dark chocolate. A little mm-hmm. bit of dark chocolate. Instead of eating that Milky Way or instead of eating the Snickers bar, maybe do a, like a dark chocolate almond or whatever because it's going to have the nuts that you need, which also help, and it's going to have a little bit of dark chocolate. So if you need a little bit of sugar, you can do something like that. Um, uh, obviously, yogurt, super, super good for you. Um, uh, lactobacillus and some anti. Bacteria stuff in there, uh, anti-inflammatory. Those are those are really good stuff for you. So for for breakfast and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people aren't going to like this, and they're not going <laughs> to understand it. S- got to stay away from beer and got to stay away from alcohol. Those are empty calories. Those are empty carbs. Those are you're,
0: you're blaspheming now. How can I shoot you? Like, well, why would I go to a show?
1: Okay, I'm saying Travis if, is going
0: to kick you out of the NRL. That's okay. I don't <laughs> mind. Okay,
1: so if yes, it, you know we're we're having a good time, or playing pool, it's Saturday night, we want to have a drink, yeah. that's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying as the week is leading up, the more of that that you can get rid of out of your body, you're going to perform better, it's just the same thing that LeBron James plays basketball and he doesn't go to McDonald's the day before, you know, the morning before, he's not having a whiskey the morning before, you know, and so we start to think about, you know, these professional athletes and how they take care of their body. And what they're doing that's a little bit different than other professional athletes. Obviously, if we want to get to a point where we have a sport that is professional, then just try to think about some of these things and and your performances and what you can do. uh, Because what some of these things are going to do is it's going to help the most important thing in shooting, and that's your mind. We can all pull the trigger. We can we can most most all of us can hold really still on a barricade, or you know we can you know we can always pull the the, you know the reticle where we want, so on and so forth. But can you make the mental, um, you know the mental strain? Can you go through an entire match without making mental mistakes, without dialing your dope, without looking back at your dope, with making your time management Mm -hmm. well? What can you do mentally? And that's really all I'm saying for myself is I want to try to. And I've had a drink before. Um, John, John and I have had a drink before uh, on a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, no, no one's perfect. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is that we want to, we want to try to focus on if we want to get to a point where we can actually rate how we're doing. Um, then we should try to take it seriously too yeah. and,
0: and have some of these things. These are best practices. Obviously, there's exceptions that we've broken these. and But yeah, I, I, can, I totally agree with. I think sleep's a huge one. I think it. it's the biggest one. That's I on think my there's list so many too. guys yep, that stay up list. late. I'm guilty. I, we do like to have fun, especially these drive twos. I was just telling Jay because, man, these are my favorite. I rode over with Pence and Berticini and Matt, All these guys. That, we all get to see each other and we it's fun. And so we tend to stay up late. We tend, we played A C Ducey last night for ah, hours and just it's like my favorite game and I missed it. <laughs> just throwing money around. It was just you know it why? Was, it was fun. You know you were why sleeping. I, missed it? I was sleeping. You were sleeping. You know who shot good today? Jake Pivert. I shot good today because <laughs> I was sleeping. <laughs> 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 I wasn't playing A C Ducey Although I wanted Like that's something I want that was actually my idea. It was fun. They said, Hey, you guys wanna come I out and play said, some come cards? Over play, and I was said, like, no. let's play
1: A C Ducey <laughs>
0: And then I went to bed. So yes he did. So, so, anyway, yeah, best practices, whatever. It almost sounded like a stick in the mud. I love, we had some drinks, had a good time, had good friends. But, yeah, best practices. I totally, totally agree. And but, and, and, and so the reason um, that
1: came up is because there's lower and mid-pack shooters that say, Jake and John, what can yeah, we do yeah. to get to the next level? And so then it's like okay great you guys are wanting to get to the next level you guys are wanting to win a match there's i mean there's there's 1% of the population 1% of shooters are going to have the chance to win a match at mm-hmm. you know a national level event and so they want to be part of that 1%. Mm-hmm. So what do we need to do to be part of that 1%? Well here's some of the things. If you don't ever want to be a part of the 1%, great. And there's there's another 80% of people that don't care. Yeah. That, you know They want to go. They want to hang out. They want to get away from home. They want to relax a little bit. They want to do something they enjoy with like-minded people. Yep. That's great. And We we also want to do all those things. We also want to hang out with like-minded people. We also want to go enjoy. We also want to go relax and, and get out of the house for a little bit. That That's something that we also want to do. Uh, yeah. Just talking about what can mm-hmm. a mid-pack shooter do to excel to the next you know, the next round, which is hard to break into. It's it tough. Is, it
0: is. And that's, I mean, I think that goes back to what I said earlier is you You got to get to know yourself. I was listening to a business, um, consultant talk about some business stuff and he, he, uh, works with very successful people. And he said he won't meet with somebody that's not 40 years old or older because they don't know themselves yet. and, and, that's just his rule. I'm not saying you don't like understand. they aren't mature enough, maybe? They just haven't had... They don't know what drives them. They just don't aren't familiar with themselves enough. That's just his rule. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. Yep. I'm just saying yep. that's his... He's a high-end consultant. He charges a ton of money, and he just... Over the years, he's got enough work where he says, I won't wait with these people until you're over 40. That's just being said. It's hard to get to know yourself. It's hard to know what... Uh, your insecurities are to be honest about them to to just have enough life experience to know what you're scared of what you're for all that different stuff and that's why i said earlier got to get to know what drives you what motivates you um how to stay motivated the levels of confidence you need in your gear or just it's it's a a myriad of things where you got to be confident you got to have your gear dialed you got to practice there's a whole bunch of things that come together but i think you do got to know yourself and know what it takes to get your mind right to where you're like hey I'm not coming here. I'm coming here to focus. I'm coming here to win. Um, maybe you lie to yourself a little bit. Maybe you don't think you can win, but you start telling yourself that. I think there is something to, you know, that cheesy self-help talk people can make fun of, but Hey, if you say you're going to lose, Hey, I know I'm going to be mid pack. Well, you're good, probably going to be mid-pack. Every once in a while, you get a top ten or a fifteen or twentieth. But if you talk like that, you're going to be. I know. I know how it affects me. I know when I'm coming to win, and I know when in my head I'm not quite there. Um right. You know. I and, I and I don't know. There's not a one answer fits all. I think. Think about. Get to know yourself. You got to ask yourself the questions. How can I get motivated? What are the stuff I can. You know, convince myself of and 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 what pra- if it takes practice? If it t- whatever it takes, you need to figure it out. And uh, th- that's the hard thing about this. Like you get these these mental questions. It's like, well, there's not a right answer for everybody. I know. That's right. I know guys that win matches that are very very different when personality. You and I are very different personalities, yeah. um, but we both won a bunch of matches. And so it's just whatever you need to do i mean morgan's rabidly competitive and frantic and and he's been burning it down and that's yeah. he plays to that part and it works really really well for him so everyone's yep. a little bit little different angles and stuff like that so something um, else i'll say that i think is is
1: ultra important is is find a mentor find someone that yeah. yep. you maybe get just get along with or look up to or somebody that um, has been there and, and so on and so forth and if at all possible try to have a mentor that's going to push you to be better um, I know that there's some situations where the mentor and the mentee don't see eye to eye because the mentee is now getting better than the mentor yep. um, and so there there is some of that and you have some of this back and forth but try to find someone that honestly wants to invest in you getting better at all costs. So um, for, for you know, not to not to toot anyone else's horn, but if there's someone that, that I truly want to just say, man, you're a student of mine, you came out, you trained, you want to work hard, you want to do well, I want that person, whoever it is, whether it's you or whether it's Matt or whoever it is, I truly want them to do as well as humanly possible Um, because that's that's the only way they're really going to reach their true potential Um, not only in the sport but also in what they know that they can do and what they think they can do so try to find a mentor try to find someone that you look up to Um, take a take a a, a training class from them take a uh, you know pick their brain about some different stuff go to matches and squad with them and it's something that I think we're going to you know, we're going to try to do and we're going to try to, you know, kind of, uh, you know, help more people with. But if we can shoot with some people, um, yes, we're shooting a match. But maybe we do a little dual stuff and we start working as well. And we, yeah. hey, you know, you guys can hire us to shoot a match with you. And so now you can watch everything that we do. And then we're going to literally be by your side every single uh, minute of that particular match working with wind on you what we're seeing um, what we're visualizing what our stage plan is I, I mean that is super valuable yeah. stuff to be able to kind of work uh, actually on the clock and then obviously when you're on the clock you got to shoot your own stage when we're on the clock we got to shoot our own stage but there's you know you're only on the clock for 30 minutes a day and you are you know sitting there or, or doing something else for six hours and 30 minutes a day and so there's a lot of time to be able to talk about stuff and train about stuff. Yep. Um. You
0: know,
1: Absolutely. definitely, uh, definitely a good opportunity.
0: Yep. So we're uh, we're just about catching up with. I got to jump out of this truck and into Brian's, and we're gonna head west. Um, but um kind of oh, like f- oh we got we got four we got five minutes of eta left so uh, i want to hit one thing um we and this is terrible hawkins was awesome to donate some rings we talked about it in our last podcast which is over a month sorry we're gonna do that we're obviously gonna do that giveaway um we'll, we'll get the details of that and get that out we ask you to tag hawkins follow hawkins they make some great stuff um anyway i just want to throw that out we have not forgotten that um uh and then hit your question
1: yeah, so one final kind of funny, <laughs> laughable question that is actually kind of serious. Uh, uh, we had a question: um, pro tips on how to shoot. Excuse me, pro tips on how to hide shooting from shooting, shooting expenses or funds from your significant other.
0: <laughs> so, it could be a wife, could be a girlfriend. <laughs> Um, Jake's like, how much do you think this happens? And I was like, Rick, it happens all the time. Like, I got guys calling me, hey, I'll give you two hundred bucks this month and two hundred bucks next month, and save it up until I can pay off the item. Man, I was like, alive! <laughs> so
1: I am. This used to be me. Um, this used to be me, and I told my wife, I said, okay, um, I'm gonna have some some shooting expenses. Uh, I really think with what prize tables are, whatever. And I told her, I said, I think I can make this back. And so this is not necessarily, um, a lost investment. I think this is a, an actual investment that I think I can do well, um, you know, to try to make these back. Not everyone is in that exact situation and in that exact, um, scenario. So, so what do you, what do you think? <laughs> like a little, like a little I mean, slush fund somewhere? It's a, I don't
0: know, man. It's hard. It's, it's, and... hu- it's hard for me because my wife's been super cool, but I'm, she knows me. That I'm as careful about money as, and I'm I'm older. I'm 40 years old. I'm old. Man, you are old. Wow, I know. look at I that. I cannot You're believe You're fat it. and I'm old. What Jeez. a combo. And we're oh, both thanks, bald, buddy. <laughs> I am bald. That's for sure. Jesus. Oh, anyway, so I, I've got a pretty lucky. Uh, you know, years ago when money was tight, you know, I'd scrimp and save and trade and do that. But she's always been pretty cool. I do have buddies that, that do that. I don't know. I I hate to recommend it, but man, you got to shoot. So yeah, you got to shoot. So trade some stuff, buy some stuff sales some stuff man you can you can there's all kinds of ways to make some side money you guys know that that are doing it um you can't that's don't, a funny question i don't so even, I don't I even have a great answer Because here's my <laughs> answer my <laughs>
1: answer is when i first got going i started with a uh ruger model 77 he's at the chevron um ruger model 77 270 and i had the loophole uh, VX9 or VX whatever, 7 scope on it. The entire package was probably worth 1500 bucks, And so uh, I told my wife, I said, okay, this is important to me. And so she said, okay, well, what do you have that you can trade? I said, great, that's all I needed to know. And so I took all of, I took that, I traded that for a lower level, um, you know, kind of match rifle or a lower level custom rifle. I said, okay, I'm going to take this stuff. I'm going to trade for it. And I kept trying to trade my way up. And now I have a lower level rifle rifle. Um, I did a little bit of work to it. Uh, the value on these rifles doesn't go down anyway, so now I have this lower level rifle. I added like fifty bucks to the next trade, and I got a little bit. I got another rifle, but I got some bullets with it, right? So I started to kind of trade and, and pick up a bunch of different things that were useful for competitive shooting. And I think that that is a good work. You have, if you want to do this, you do have to sacrifice a little bit. And it's so, not a cheap sport. I don't want to pretend like it's not. It's like, not. You, you got to sacrifice you something. You can get
0: into a gun. You guys don't need to upgrade it with scope from a, a Gen Two to a Tangent. Like, get a decent scope. Get some equipment. But the, it's travel and matches are expensive. So I don't want to pretend it's not. If some of it comes down to budget, hey, go work some extra hours. Yeah, work some <laughs> extra hours. Do it.
1: The, the old shooting funds from the wife thing. I, I think that's a lot of. That's, that's also a lot of. Uh, time too and so i know for me when i'm at home it's family time and it's and i want to put that time in because that's valuable for me and my family and so you know a, a wife that might be stingy on xyz gosh maybe uh maybe you put some more time in um you know, on a date night or you whatever. Go to marriage
0: device here. That's, I think that, that's honestly a huge thing. Well, you know thing. what I mean? It's just
1: big. And then you big. go to a match. You don't have any guilt. You don't have any, um, you know, any... Uh, any sort of, I, I guess that guilt plays hard on some yep. people. Yep. And so I agree. Uh, we we'll to, didn't really answer that. We'll have but, to think of
0: some better answers, but yeah. we're pulling up here and I got we got a long drive. I'm going to I gotta get home at like one in the morning and I got to work tomorrow. So <laughs> I got to jump out, jump in this other truck. Anyway, thank you guys. We really do appreciate you guys reaching out and saying, uh, Have uh, fun. Record, Shoot straight, boys. Record a stinging podcast. So we'll talk to you later. Doodles.